Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Who here, you thought you were doing really well and then you hung out with your family? (laughs) Anybody here, you're like, I have grown so much this year. I have a word for you. You have grown so much in your actual discomfort with how your family thinks you are is actually the sign of your growth. Does that make sense? The enemy would try to shame you with that and tell you you haven't. Or anybody here, you actually acted like you used to be when you were around your family? Listen, I really feel like the Lord wants you to know you're not who you were. Don't let the enemy trick you into thinking you've regressed or you're not who... It's not true. It's not true. And so I just want to bless you. If you just... Let's just take a moment. Close your eyes. And the way we get, we step back into who he says we are is by releasing the lies that other people believe about us or we believe it about ourselves. And we do that by forgiveness. So, Father, right now, we forgive our family. We forgive those who have, oh, who have hurt us, who have judged us, who have talked bad about us, who have triggered us, (laughs) who have dragged us back screaming to hell. Lord, we release them. They're not our project. (laughs) They're yours. Lord, we give them to you. We bless them. And, Lord, I receive the truth about who you say I am, that I am healed, that I am whole, that I'm forgiven, that I'm different, that I'm set free. In your beautiful name, amen. Amen. So last week we talked about the fact that there is, that there's a more important why. Why did God create all this in the first place? What was God's goal in the first place? Because if we know that goal, the goal of union with us, The goal that God created the universe was that we might have fellowship with God. That was the whole point. And that we would be like God in that way of being creative and powerful and being able to be in that relationship of love. And God was not surprised that things went south. Is that good news? That you can't impress God with your stupidity? Anybody tried? Anybody tried to surprise God? You're not, we're not able. God was not caught off guard. It was not, oh my gosh. And then for the next however many thousand years, God's going, man, we got to do something about this. What are we going to do? Right? God was not caught off guard. That's why it says that the lamb, Jesus, was slain before the foundation of the world. God had decided, he knew that if we were given the capacity to choose other than God, we would take it for a spin. Anybody here? You were given some options and you chose the wrong one. You were like, you know, I think I can handle this. Were anybody here as a, as a teen, you were told not to do something or bad things would happen. You're like, mm, I'm going to take my chances. Yeah. Anybody, how did your uh, experimentation work for you? Did you find out that it wasn't as good as you thought it was? Oh, Jesus, God came as a man, was already planning to come because here's the deal even though he walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, that wasn't enough. He wanted intimacy with us. He wanted to be with us. 
And maybe you guys, you know, if you guys remember the story in, uh, in Exodus chapter 20, God has brought the people out of Egypt and he's brought them out of Egypt and he says, now I want a relationship with you. And they tell Moses, uh-uh, we're scared. He'll kill us. So you talk to him. And what they got in return was the law. The law was not God's best for them. It was the best they were willing to take. Anybody here had a relationship with God that was transactional? You know what I'm talking? Okay, not you, not you. But anybody here, you totally walked away from God. And when it came time to come back to God, you were like, okay, God, I'm willing to come back, but here's the package I'm looking for. Like, okay, so I have totally made a mess of my life. So if you could help me out in this point, I'll be yours. Did you guys like give up honesty for Christmas? All right, thank you. Like, oh my God. I'm like, who are these people? I know you guys. Okay. I'm like, I know you, okay? People, not me. You. God will take us at our lowest level we're willing to come. He's okay with that but he's always longing for more. And so throughout this, we have this history of the people of Israel trying to do this transactional relationship with God and it doesn't work out. Anybody found a trans transactional relationship with God doesn't work out very well? And then maybe you've heard this thing that there, there were 400 years before Jesus came there was, that God was silent. I've got bad news for you. His name is The Word. He has never been silent, ever. He, in fact, if you look at Jewish history, he was constantly moving. There just wasn't a massive prophetic word over the whole nation. He was, and the evidence of that is, look at who came to meet Jesus when he was born, Anna and Simeon. Anna and Simeon had been waiting. They'd been worshiping in the temple. There is some traditions that say that Mary was actually, was actually a, um, a kind of a uh, disciple of Anna in the temple that that's where she spent that like there was a move of God that was happening. God has never left the earth alone. Amen. He paid too high a price for it. And some of us, we have anybody here have years of your life where God, you felt like God was silent. I submit to you. He never was, but he wants to rewrite your story to show you where he was. God has been pursuing us. And the evidence of that is the minute the, Adam and Eve said, we don't want you, God, and walked out of the garden, God's like following right behind him, right? The minute Cain says, I'm going to kill my brother, God goes, I wouldn't do that. The minute after he's killed him, God's like, what are you doing? God has never left you or I alone. That's, that's, listen, even when we wanted to take a time out, he just stood there. How are you doing? God has never left us alone. But how is that possible? Because see, God created the universe and placed us in it, right? He put, he put Adam and Eve in the middle of a garden and he said, fill the earth, right? Fill the earth. Bring, he put them in the middle of a planet of chaos and he said, expand the garden to cover the earth. Did they do that? Anybody seen the earth recently? Mildly chaotic. Yeah. I would submit that the call of God on our lives is the same as it was on Adam and Eve, to expand the garden, that the world might experience that garden of delight that is Eden, that is presence with God, walking with God. And so here in the middle of this garden where he put them, but he gave it, I, Psalms puts it this way, the heavens have been given to God, but the earth he's given to humanity. Mm -hmm. 
And God, from the beginning, was longing for that relationship with us. And the reason why it was important to know that is that the way God could come into the world and interact with us and not violate our freedom is he had to come as a man. And that's what we see in the story of Jesus coming as a man. If you could grab your Bibles. If I can grab my Bible. Where's my backpack? There it is. We're going to go to Matthew. Oh, actually, let's start with Luke. Let's go with Luke. We're going to go through the story of how God came, and we're going to see some things. Luke chapter 1. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. By the way, who's Elizabeth? John's cousin. Mary's cousin, John the Baptist's mom. How would I know that? Because they know it. You read, you read, you read around. I I just keep saying this. Hey, let me change it up. Do you guys remember that song, the song we just sang, from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same? I had somebody ask me, what's the same? (laughs) No, hey, listen, you don't ask questions, you don't get answers. Anybody here sung hymns and you had no idea what the words meant? Ask questions, you get answers. By the way, the same there is the sun. It's just a poetic way to refer to the sun. All the people who are not poetic are like, thank you. (laughs) And you are not alone, by the way, if you didn't understand that. Okay, it doesn't make you... Not knowing things doesn't make you dumb or bad. It just gives you a question to ask. Okay? All right, just saying. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, who was that and uh, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. By the way, do you know what Mary means? I was so excited when, when Masha and I met because her name is Maria and I was like, oh, I, I wanted to do something based upon what Maria na- means. Do you know what Maria means? It's actually a form of, of Mara and Miriam, which is bitter. Thank you. She's not better. That's a word right there. No, it's true. But anybody here had a name put on you? Maybe at Christmas? That is not who you are? You are not who people said you are, even if they have a lifetime of experience and feel like they're experts. You are who God says you are. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Wow. Wow. That is a good day. Uh, we think she was somewhere between the age of 14 and 16 years of age. Paul put it another way. He said, let no one despise your youth. But at the same time, Moses was 80. Your age has nothing to do with God's ability to use you or God's ability to invade the world through you. Uh, Come on. So Mary was greatly troubled at his words. Why do you think she was troubled by his words? Just to, let's be real. It's a lot to take in. Who me? God, you, 
She's a teenager. Surely, I think you missed it. The, smart, the, 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 the older people, the smarter people are down that way. Who here, here feels disqualified? Who here feels like somebody's probably, if God were to do this with you, especially as a man, that'd be really interesting. But if God were to do this with you, would you think, I think you have the wrong address? Who determines you, your qualification? And, one, and so if God brings you into a situation, it's because he's prepared you to triumph in it. But not on your own. Anybody here been in a situation that's way too much for you? That's just evidence that God wants to do it with you. Is there anything God doesn't want to do with you? That was the whole reason he came. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. I feel like this is going somewhere. <laughs> oh, listen, it always is going somewhere with him. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. What is, you know what the most common thing God says over and over again in Scripture? Don't be afraid. Why does he tell us not to be afraid? <laughs> because he always seems to be calling us out of the boat onto the water, right. right? If you want to have a quiet life, stay away from God because he will rock your boat and rock you out of your boat. Just saying. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. And you will conceive and give birth to a son and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Wow. Okay, this would be like Publishers Clearinghouse sweepstakes shows up on your door. Every, so women in that society at that time were treated as property. Literally, the only get-out-of-jail card for a woman at that time was giving birth to a child, and hopefully he'd, a, a boy child who would do well enough to care for you. But the jackpot of all jackpots was to be the mom of the Messiah. I mean, like, that is, that's it. That's right there. That's the golden ticket. Step aside, Willy Wonka. That's it. So literally, like, I, I, you know, every girl, like, that's the dream. That's living the dream, right? Uh yeah, 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 yeah. Forget a prince. I just want the Messiah. Get me a... And so, and here, her very heart cry has been heard. Wow. So they had a grid? They had a grid. Well, because they were expecting the Messiah. Now, they thought the Messiah was going to be a military leader like the Maccabees. They thought he was going to be riding on a white horse with a bazooka. But, hey, listen, as long as you're on the right end of the bazooka, it's going to be a good ride. And here, is, here she is. She's like, yes, this is amazing. This is her heart's cry has been heard. Okay, who here in your private time with God, God, you felt like you heard God's whisper over, your, over the, the deepest desires of your heart and he said, yes, I want to do this for you. Absolutely. Come on. So anybody realize there might be a slight discrepancy between her, what she thinks it's going to look like? <laughs> And what it is going to look like? No, no. God, okay. Did Jesus come on a bazooka with a, on a bazooka? 
Did, did Jesus come riding in on a tank? No, he came riding in on a donkey. Did, um, did she, because, so if you're the mother of the Messiah, you're going to get what? You're going to get fame, and you're going to get money, and you're going to get comfort. <laughs> Who here, when you heard God say yes, you immediately began, uh, you know, uh, planning, you know, measuring for drapes? Nobody? Okay, okay, now here's the, here's, the, here's the one. You be brave on this one. Who here, you heard God and you immediately told everybody? Oh! It hurts, doesn't it? I'm with you. I've done it. Masha can attest to it. The no- Listen, I started telling fewer and fewer people when I would hear that. And finally, I just told Masha, and now I've, I've learned to shut up half the time because I'm like, we'll just wait to see how this plans out. Because I'm like, Again, da, da, da. oh, it's, it's, I'm, yeah, it's embarrassing. <laughs> ah, you will conceive. Okay, so how will this be, Mary asked the, asked the angel, since I am a virgin? Now, you guys know, Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah, when he was told they would have a baby, he also asked, how can this be? And he got silenced by the angel. <laughs> you would think at this point she would, like, like I mean, she's heard about this already. Like, right. what, what is going on? You can, asking questions is not a problem. It's asking them with an open heart. Yeah. Zechariah was like, What? what are you talking about? Have you seen my wife? That was the first problem. The angel's like, I'm going to shut your mouth because you're not going to survive the next nine months at the rate you're going. (laughs) But she asked the same question. How will this be? It was like, help me understand. Help me understand. I'm wide open. How was closed. This is how this is wide open. Help me understand because I am a virgin. So she's thinking, so, like, what's the, what's the time frame here? Am I going to, you know, because she's betrothed to, to Joseph. Like, how's this going to work? And their betrothals could last 10, 20 years even. People are like, wow. <laughs> Listen, if you're engaged that long, we will taser you. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. All right. <laughs> he will reign over Jacob's, Okay. The angel answered. Anybody here, you've asked God a question and the answer looked nothing like your question? Come on, come on. Yeah, teachers will do that. If you ask a question of God, most of the time the reason we don't hear is because we're listening here and he's speaking here. Most of the time we ask, we're asking a very narrow question and God wants to talk about something else over here maybe. She's asking, probably, just in the natural, wouldn't you? Like, so is it going to be Joseph? Or is it, I, I had not had my eye on this guy over here, right? <laughs> like, because she probably had nothing to do with the betrothal process, right? She, she was, I mean, sometimes they would betroth them when they were three or four. Wow. So, so, I mean, you know, so what in the world? He's, okay, she goes, How, and the Holy Spirit will come on you. Did not see that coming. Did not see that coming. Yeah, the Holy Spirit will come on you, 
And she had an idea for this because the Holy Spirit came on Samson, right? And he became mighty and strong, right? Holy Spirit came on Gideon and, he, and all amazing exploits. But I don't think this was exactly the way it was going to go down. The Holy Spirit will overshadow you. So the Holy One will be born and be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. Why does he say that? Because he realizes it's going to be hard to believe. If you are struggling to believe something God has said, look for testimonies around you to bolster your faith. It's okay to ask for things to bolster your faith. That's not faithlessness. I believe, help my unbelief. Does that make sense? said, for no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. But it doesn't mean it will look like what we thought it will look like. Um, this is a side moment. Anybody here known somebody who's been waiting on a word to come to pass, but you can see in their lives, they've been waiting very passively. Do you know what I mean? like kind of waiting for the lottery. We've talked about this before, but waiting in scripture is never passive. It's always active. The waiting is always about preparation. They're always about change, about development, about growing. It's always, God shows us what's coming, so we'll participate in the process to be transformed, to receive it. I, I've said this many times, but when Masha and I met, the only thing I knew was she was too good for me. So I did not pursue a relationship with her for two years. Why? <laughs> I had some business to take care of. I had, to, I had some change that had to happen in me. She did not need to be a part of what was going on here. Just because the promise is true doesn't mean you are ready to receive the promise. But I would also say we need to be willing to allow God to change our understanding of what the promise was because it usually is not exactly what we thought. It said, may your word, and she, what was her answer? May your word be fulfilled. Anybody here written, written a blank check to God? By the way, he always cashes. <laughs> Always. There's several things that happened in my mind. I'm like, Lord, how did this happen? He said, oh, remember that check you gave me back there 15, when you were 15? And you said, yes, Lord, anything, Lord, anything, Lord. Listen, but I want to tell you that the only checks to give God are blank checks because he's the only one who knows to fill out the amount. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. Why did she do this? Because she was pregnant. She was pregnant. <laughs> Why did she, maybe hiding? She wanted someone who knew what she was going through. She needed fellowship. Listen, there are people who are on the path you are being called to that are a little further along. Don't fall for the lie. It's only me, only I. That 
There's somebody out there who's further along on the path you're on. Get with them, follow them, learn from them. Um, and, but, but the other thing is, is that she was playing close to the vest with this, right? Imagine how that conversation is going to go down with her parents. Or her future husband. Anybody? No, seriously. Just because it's true, just because it's happening, doesn't mean everybody in your life is ready for what's going down. You don't need to let everybody know. If your track record is... That's probably too real. And I can tell you guys are just not... You kind of are still a little holiday-ish. I I don't think you can handle... Say, uh, Jasmine signed a check for Uh, (laughs) y'all. No, but but I I just want to say this. If your track record is being broke and the word of God over your life is that you're going to bring finance to the nations, anybody see a difference? You don't want to bring that to the people who are going to scoff. You don't want to bring that in front of the people. You want to find people who are a little further on the path and say, what do you think of this word I received? Does that sound like God? Because his words will be insane compared to your circumstances. Because up to this point, you've been walking by the flesh. And of course it stinks. And of course it's pathetic. But the minute we begin to walk with God, yes, it will be supernatural. But we're going to walk that path with him. We need to walk it with others. How bizarre that the God of the universe chose to come and live in a dirty little town with a single mother in... Okay, anybody here from a small town? How possible is it to you to keep an unwanted pregnancy hidden? (laughs) I don't care what you do. Strange, she was gone for nine months. Everybody does the math, right? God of the universe comes into a place with no health care, comes in, and it says that at the perfect time he came, in the perfect way he came. Does that look perfect to you? And let's jump down to verse 56. Mary stayed with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned. Ladies, what happens around three months after the first trimester? Showing. Look at, I don't know about you, I would have done it the other way around. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I would have, I would have stayed until I was showing in that, well, especially if I was a guy. She, yeah, she helped Elizabeth give birth. Come on. She helped Elizabeth. She gave herself to Elizabeth's process. She served Elizabeth and in the process learned what was coming. She learned the price set before her. Ladies, is there a price? There's a price. The price for carrying what God has put in your heart to fulfillment, there's a price. And the process, ladies, is it simple? Is it clean? Mess free? No. And that's before, that's only up to birth. (laughs) After that, it gets much messier. Anybody? She she stayed with her, but there was time to come back and actually, there was a time to bring it forth when she could no longer hide it, right? 
There was that time to bring it forth. So let's find out what happened when she did that. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 1. Don't worry, we're not doing all of the, the, the uh, Gospels. Verse 18, And this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. That explains it. Again, I'm so looking forward to the tapes on that. I don't know, you know, chosen, whatever. I want to see the real tapes. You know, like, whoop, whoop. Okay, so there was this angel. When you say angel, were you talking about Hezekiah, the, the stonemason? No, I, I know they say he's, he's good looking, but not an angel, right? So, yeah, and you said, go about, oh, and the Messiah? Anybody see a massive gap between where you are and where God's promising you to go? The great news is at this point, at least she has something to show for it. Yeah. <laughs> First fruits. So he knows it's not pure fantasy, right? I love that they tell it from both her side and his side. I don't know why. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. Anybody here been in a, caught between two things, two bad options? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, like this is, an, is this a good option? Is this a good option? No. No. I mean, if it's, if it's not, if, if she really is pregnant by another man, that's not good, that's not good, that's not good for the, like there's so many bad options. Let me submit to you, when you only have bad options, don't take any of them. Stand until God reveals a good option. This is something God's been working on me over and over again. He's like, every time you're faced with bad options and feel urgency, by the way, urgency is not a fruit of the spirit. Urgency is comes straight from hell. God is not in a hurry. Have you noticed? It's been a few thousand years. He's doing okay. God is not freaked out. God is not caught off guard. In that moment, God is, and so when you're feeling urgency, we become dumb and we only feel like there's a couple bad options, right? I always say die quick or die slow. In that moment, stand until you see the good option. But you can't wait passively. You gotta wait actively. It's hard, isn't it? Isn't it hard? Who are my people that like you can wait about three seconds? Yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, that's a reason why patience is a fruit of the spirit because you cannot do it. You cannot do it, but stand until there are good options available. But after he had considered this, right? He's still in the process of considering. He's not rushing to act. He's not in the moment going, are you insane? Right? Anybody here realize it's hard to take words back? After this, the angel, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus 
because he will save his people from their sins. So what happened here? He got his own revelation. Anybody here been dragged along by somebody else's revelation? No nudging. No nudging. Notice, not only did he get his own revelation that confirmed her revelation, he got additional revelation, didn't he? What do we, he got the name Jesus. I would submit to you that in every marriage relationship, every friendship, every body, somebody gets the word first. But we cannot live off somebody else's revelation. We have to get our own revelation. Is it tracking with me? And I've watched this. Okay, this is, whoo, okay. Um, this is going to get awkward, but I'm just going to put it out there. I've watched this tear apart couples where one of them has the revelation and drags the other one on. If it's truly a revelation of God, he'll give it to the other one as well. If, if they haven't got it yet, then it's not time yet. Again, urgency is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. God will speak to people differently, but walk with them together. Everything dumb that has happened in our relationship is because I got the word and dragged Masha. Just saying. It doesn't go the other way in our relationship. Uh, it's so important that you both have the revelation. Does that make sense? And that's, and that's true in a body. Just because somebody up here has a revelation, if it's not, there's not a witness in your spirit, if you're not hearing this from God, don't. Does that make sense? Because the whole point is God doesn't want a relationship with a bunch of people. He wants a relationship with you directly. No mediator. There is no mediator between God and man except Jesus. And that's why he came. He came in. He invaded our mess. He invaded. I mean, listen, if I was the God of the universe, which by the way, I'm not running for that. If I were the God of the universe, I would not do it in such a way that it, was, it had so much to overcome. Poor family, apparently migrant. If, if Joseph is from Bethlehem, he was probably up working at this place called Sephora uh, where they were building um, a, a, a city there. He, um, he's a you know, migrant worker, poor family, uh, you know, unwed mother. Uh, I mean, right? Would I do it that? I, I would have at least waited till there was good health care, right? And then, I mean, what are you, what's the first thing you're supposed to do? You're supposed to boil water, right? You know, I mean, it's not even clean or hygienic. God's not impressed with mess. He's impressed with himself. And the whole point was he invaded the depths of our mess to bring us into relationship with him. He inv and listen, all of the Bible before the cross and after the cross flows from the cross said this before, there's no foundation for miracles. There's no way God could even be partnering with us uh, out, outside of the garden, except that it's, the, it's Jesus invaded the earth. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him... Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. God had the option of being without us, and he didn't want it. From the very first, 
He, there has never been a moment in yours or my life that God has not been present. What may have been lacking was our awareness of it. Anybody here been through trauma and felt God abandoned you? Anybody here been in a place where you were convinced that if God had been present, it would have gone differently? I would submit to you, there has never been a moment he was not present, even if you begged him not to be, because he can't. He will not abandon his own. But what God wants to do is he wants to rewrite our history. In the same way as he rewrote the choices of the Israelites, even though they said, we don't want you, even in the same way that he rewrote story after story, uh, Peter denied him, even after everything, even this, you want to know something fascinating? Dan and I were talking about this the other night. Do you know that Judas betrayed Jesus and he killed himself? Do you know what it says Peter, Peter says Jesus did after he died on the cross? He went to preach to those who were dead. Who was in the front row? Judas. <laughs> he is the master of rewriting stories. But he can't rewrite a story that we hold on to ourselves. He wants to invade our story, both forward and backwards, and rewrite it after himself. If we have the worship team come... I, I don't know where you are this morning. I don't know if, if uh, you're uh, in the middle of a stable, uh, an unstable stable. Maybe your life's a mess. Maybe there's a bunch of donkeys in your barn. I don't know. Uh, or maybe you're sitting on the words of the Lord like Mary going, how can this be? Or maybe you're in the middle of walking it out with confusion and with rejection and, and judgment. Or, or I don't know where you're at in your story, but Jesus wants to invade your story today. If we could stand. Father, we worship you. We thank you that there's never been a moment that you were not with us. There's never been a moment. There's never been a mess you were not standing with us in. So Lord, we just ask right now that you would fill us with hope. Fill us with courage to believe that you are for us. You are for us.